0: Merry Christmas. We've been counting up to Christmas with our Advent reads, and now Christmas has come, and so we light the Christ candle today. We light the four candles, and then we light the white one in the middle that reminds us of Christ's abiding presence in the world, and that He is the light. Listen to these words from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. In verse 14, and the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth i'm glad that you've joined us today i'm reverend rebecca duke barton the pastor of jessup first united methodist church and it is the season of christmas my song clock is going off, so that's always fun for me. We're thinking about the songs of the first Christmas throughout this season. And so today we are looking at the song of Simeon. We went to Nashville over the summer and we ate at a barbecue restaurant because that's what you do in Nashville. Over the door were these strange words in Latin nuc dimittis impasse, they're a word of blessing. Now depart in peace. It comes from the first words of the song of Simeon in Luke 2. We've been looking at the songs of the first Christmas in this season here at Jessup First. All of these songs sung in celebration of Jesus. And so today we look at Luke 2, beginning at 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel and a sword will pierce your soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God to speak about the child To all who are looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. During the season of Advent, we've been looking at the carols of the first Christmas. Elizabeth, Mary, Zechariah, and today Simeon all sang a song about the coming of the Messiah. One thing that struck me about the introduction of each of these songs all of the people who sang the first carols of Christmas were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave Elizabeth and Zechariah the power to speak. Mary had been overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Now today we meet Simeon, who was righteous and devout, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. In fact, the Holy Spirit had revealed that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. The scripture says he is waiting for the consolation of Israel. That idea, the consolation of Israel, comes from Isaiah 40, which begins... Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. You recognize that from the beginning of the Messiah. It was a promise of a time when God would restore Israel after they had been in exile. It had an immediate meeting for Isaiah's audience. The people were about to be allowed to go home from the Babylonian exile. But it would also come to have another layer of meaning, that God was going to send a Messiah, a king, who would take away all of the oppressors and rule with justice and righteousness. Isaiah goes on to talk about the one who would come to be the comfort, the consolation. Remember, at the time of Jesus, Israel was again under an occupation the Romans re- ruled Israel, and that's why this chapter begins with the decree from Caesar Augustus that the devout Jews prayed that God would bring comfort to Israel again and restore Israel as a sovereign nation. They needed consolation, comfort. Doesn't that hit where we are today, too? We need some tidings of comfort and joy. There's so much stress about help politics, a general unrest in the country. We need consolation. Comfort ye, O comfort ye, my people. The Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So Simeon was waiting with expectation. He was waiting, knowing that something great was about to happen. He was waiting, knowing that the Messiah was coming there was Simeon in the temple when Jesus arrived, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords being carried into the temple in the arms of Mary and Joseph. We've spent the past four weeks of Advent waiting, hoping, but we're not like the shepherds who were surprised by the news of the Savior. We're more like Simeon. We always knew that the Messiah was a sure thing to come because he already has come. And like Simeon, We have come to the house of the Lord expecting to meet him. I would like to think that the Holy Spirit led you this morning or whenever you're listening to come and be in a holy place and know that God is speaking to us. I would like to think that you're waiting expectantly to hear what the scriptures say, trusting that God's word will speak to you. This was the kind of expectation that Simeon had that day. Mary and Joseph came to the temple with Jesus because there were certain rituals that devout Jews performed when a baby was born. There were rituals for the purification of the mother. And there was also the fact that according to Leviticus, every firstborn child belonged to God. And that child was set aside for service in the temple. But there was an option to redeem your child from that service to have the debt of service forgiven. That should not be lost on us. Mary and Joseph were redeeming their child. You were supposed to bring a lamb in to be sacrificed for the ritual, but if you were too poor, you could bring in two turtle doves. It's not necessary to add the partridge in the pear tree. Mary and Joseph were bringing in the turtle doves, but don't you think it's intriguing that they were actually holding the Lamb of God, in their arms. They were here to perform a ritual to redeem their son. But one day, this son, the Son of God, the firstborn of all creation, the heir of all things, would redeem them. The temple was always a crowded, bustling place. There were people all over. If anyone had been looking for the Messiah, they might have been expecting a king dressed in fine clothes. They might've been expecting a warrior riding on a horse. Jesus wasn't any of that. But right now he wasn't healing people or walking on water or any of the other things that would help people later to recognize who Jesus was. He was a baby in his mother's arms, but somehow in the busy temple court, while others saw only a poor couple with a baby boy, Simeon recognized Jesus as the Savior. Simeon went and took the baby in his arms. Now, this is a little aside. What did Mary and Joseph think about that? I can understand a little bit about that because I have three teenagers now, but they were babies once. And people in a grocery store cannot pass by a red-haired baby for anything. They have to stop and, and try and touch the baby. And two redheaded babies at one time, sometimes I just needed to get our milk and get out of the grocery store and that was impossible. I wonder if Mary and Joseph felt like that. But it's not really the point of the story, is it? Because right then, Luke is focused on Simeon who had been waiting and watching and now he had taken the Messiah in his arms. And so he sang out, Master, Now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Simeon said, I can go in peace. Nuke dimittis, now dismiss or or send away in Latin. He said, I've seen everything I needed to see. I've done what I needed to do. I can go in peace. Do you sometimes have that feeling? The thing you longed for most in life came about, and you thought, I could die happy. But for Simeon, it's not just the perfect moment or the perfect day. It's the perfect child. He has seen God's salvation. He has met God face to face. He believed God's word that he would see it, and now he has. Nuke I can go in peace. He recognized that the coming of Jesus was personal for him. The little baby brought salvation for him. It's my prayer that that's where you are this Christmas. It's my prayer that you know that this little baby brought consolation and salvation for you. You may have other plans. You may want to stay around longer. But if the Lord were to call you home, I pray that you're ready. You could die in peace because you have seen the salvation of the Lord. Ah, but Simeon's song goes on because he recognized that this was his moment, but this was also a moment for all people. This was not just his savior, but the savior for the whole world. Simeon saying he's a light for revelation to the Gentiles. And for glory to your people, Israel. Simeon was speaking at a time of intense nationalism. It's all about us. God is going to send a Messiah for Israel. The end. Kick out the Romans. Who cares about any other country? But remember that Simeon was filled with the Holy Spirit and he had probably read past the first verse of Isaiah 40. There's no doubt that this baby, this Messiah was coming for Israel but the coming of the Messiah would be the glory of God's people because he would be a light to the nations. The people who had been walking in darkness were going to behold a great light. It wasn't just Israel that had been walking in darkness. It wasn't just the people of Israel who were in need of consolation, in need of a savior. Just as Simeon had recognized the Messiah in the midst of the crowd He was able to get past the ideas that crowded around him and recognize the truth of God's work here. The baby wasn't just the savior for one group of people. This baby was the savior of all people, a light to the Gentiles and the glory of his people, Israel. It echoes what the angels had said to the shepherds. I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all people. And that's my prayer for you as well. This is a time of year with so much hustle and bustle, people and crowds and and so many things to think about and things to do. But I hope that you can settle down from the hustle and bustle and be able to recognize the Savior as he comes this way and that you can push past all of the noise of the world we live in and see the good news of the Savior the one who has come to be a light to the Gentiles. The songs of the first Christmas show us that we aren't just celebrating the birth of a baby as happy an occasion as that would be. Christmas isn't just a birthday party for Jesus. We're celebrating the world-changing event when God became a human being and dwelled among us. Mary told us that Jesus would turn the world upside down And Simeon tells us that Jesus is bringing consolation and salvation. Jesus has come to shine a light into the darkness of the world. We sing it in lots of our carols, our modern day carols. We sing in O Holy Night, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. We sing it in Heart the Herald angels sing God and sinners reconciled. You see, it's world changing. For those who are in a time of longing and disquiet, the birth of Jesus is a tiding of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. This is what God is doing. He's shining a light into the darkness of the world. And we can hold the Christ in our hearts, maybe not in our arms like Simeon, but certainly we can recognize who he is and hold him close to us and sing a song of joy that this is salvation for you and for me and for the whole world. Now, I can't end this story without mentioning Anna. Anna. Luke says that she was a prophet, 84 years old. She never left the temple, but worshiped there in fasting and prayer night and day. And so as Simeon is holding the baby Jesus and singing the song, she came up and joined in the song herself. Luke 2.38 says, at that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. I love that thought about Anna coming up and joining in the song. She recognized who Jesus was too. She, who had lived through so many times where she would be in need of consolation. She'd only been married seven years when her husband died. And because she was 84 at this time, she would have been around when the Romans took over. And during the civil war under Herod, she had seen so many things in her day. And yet when she saw the Savior, she came and she worshiped. And she opens the door for us to join in the song as well. Just like the shepherds and the wise men, when Anna and Simeon saw Jesus, they worshiped. And Anna started singing her own song about God's redemption. This is our invitation to sing about what God is doing in the world. It's Christmas it's worth singing about. We sing these carols from the first Christmas. We sing carols from two and 300 years ago. And I pray that today there's a song in your heart as you hold the Christ child close to you. God is giving you the opportunity to hold Jesus in your heart. If you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, You will see the truth that Simeon's song tells. Jesus is the savior of the world. He was sent to the Jews. He was sent to the Gentiles. And he was sent to you. With Simeon and Anna, we hold the Christ and we worship. And only when you hold him in your heart, will you be prepared to depart in peace. Will you pray with me? Oh, loving God, you who loved the world so much that you sent your only Son, how grateful we are this Christmas. Lord, may we hold the Christ close in our hearts. May we sing the songs of comfort and joy. And may we share those glad tidings with the world. Lord, may your servants depart in peace, for we have seen your salvation. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the incarnate word of God, we pray. Amen.